Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. As you know, I love coffee. I love the way it makes me feel. It's that first sip in the morning that it sits there and it just warms your whole body. I love meeting with friends for coffee. Because meeting for coffee is just another way of saying, I want to be with you. I want to catch up with you. I'm interested in what's going on with your life. It's about caring for each other, asking about what's going on in our life, maybe sharing happy memories or laughing together, sometimes commiserating over life's unfortunate incidents, I guess, or issues, but it's supporting each other. And that is what it's so important. But for some people, coffee is more than just that delicious beverage. It's a way of coping with life. It's a way of looking at it as almost a lifeline to grounding yourself and feeling some semblance of normal. For some people, coffee is a warm hug in a mug. My guest today is Tom Hardern, and he created baristas for Bruce in support of the Bruce Oak Recovery Center. Welcome, Tom. Well, hello to you and thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I'm really excited and interested to learn more about baristas for Bruce. So how did you come up with the idea? Well, that's not exactly an answer I can give you easily. It's a bolt of inspiration. Is that... (laughs) Not a bad place to start. I really uh, must tell you that at the time, which was going back almost two years now, I hardly knew what a barista was. However, I was aware that the Bruce Oak uh, Recovery Center was becoming an issue for a lot of my neighbors, and uh, many were against it. It's the NIMBY idea, not in my backyard. That kind of got me motivated to do something about it because I actually couldn't imagine why anybody would want to be against something as positive as a treatment facility for addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, it was replacing a building in our neighborhood, which had sat vacant for years, uh, the old Vimy Arena, right on Sturgeon Creek, my favorite place to cycle and walk and basically uh, enjoy nature. Yes. There I was driving along one day and I said, what can I do? What can I do? And I realized I know a lot of baristas because like you, I visit a lot of coffee shops. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually had a or still have a delivery job that involves uh, taking some beautiful pastry to many of the popular 
shall we call them third wave baristas in town? Mm-hmm. In any event, that's where it all started. And I wanted to see if I could create uh, some conversation about addiction, for sure. Okay, yeah. And likewise, understand that for a few dollars here and there, it adds up to real money, you know. So I was trying to fundraise based on buy a cup and support the cause, if you follow me. And mm-hmm. uh, Timmy Hortons and others have done something similar over the years for a variety of reasons. Everybody's got a, shall we say, a favorite charity or what? And yeah, favorite cause. I thought I, would, I thought I would try something like this. At the time, of course, uh, I didn't know anything about addiction, really. I mean, not to speak of, at least I knew what sort of the popular media portrays. And likewise, mm-hmm. was that informed about coffee or caffeine? <laughs> Yet, to my mind, the link was obvious, meaning caffeine is a drug, caffeine is addictive, and all the baristas basically are helping us feed our own addiction, if you will. So that was the link. That was the inspiration. That was the loop I tried to close. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out that in every treatment center that anybody has dealt with or been involved with, the number one beverage or the number one consumable in the facility is coffee. Yeah. We serve it all day. <laughs> yep. Coffee, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> And you're right. I mean, the, the coffee is is just another way of connecting with each other, That's, helping each other and yeah, sure. sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine, I've never been in a facility such as that, but I would imagine if the clients or the people being treated are wanting to connect with each other or even the counselors, a cup of coffee goes a long way to getting that process started. Yeah, you're, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with your baristas for Bruce. Right. So you came up with the idea and, and wanted to do something. And what was your next step in realizing this dream of yours? Well, I didn't have a plan. It was all about following my nose, if you will. In the end, most of the breezes, the participation that they were comfortable with was just, shall we say, a point of sale display involving a coin drop and a bit of literature based on what the project was about and what Bruce Oak was designed to do and when it was going to get finished and all of that. And so construction hadn't even started. They hadn't approved it downtown at city council yet. There was a lot of back and forth about it. It was very contentious. And for myself, I didn't know what to do. And then I realized after a few hundred dollars had been raised that perhaps it would help if I had an actual product to offer. So after inquiring with a variety of my sources, <laughs> I, <laughs> your coffee I sources, a, yeah. <laughs> I, I discovered a local distributor for a pretty decent product, nicely packaged, nicely priced. And I offered it to a number of venues here in the city. And we tried to offer it as a charity based situation, but at the same time, it wasn't, it was good coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can attest to that because I was at, I was at Hildegard's the other day picking up a pastry and I bought a bag of coffee. So I tried it and you're right. It is, it is good coffee. Thank you. Now I love the label. Now, was that something that you designed or was it something that someone else did? Well, it, it is my design and it's the only thing I control. I don't control what's in the bag. Mm-hmm. or the bag itself. Those are supplied to me and that's not a problem. I'm happy to have it. 300 grams each, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Whole bean. I'll just mention this about that. The confusion at the initial, shall we say, planning stage was, do you go whole bean or ground? And I realized you make a decision. You can't supply both because it's just an inventory nightmare. Yeah, it's too much. 
sometimes people would pick up a bag and think it was ground and found out when they got home it was whole bean. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have a grinder. Oh, my oh no. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my sister. I'll just tell you an inside story. That was my okay. sister. She now has a grinder. Hallelujah. So she, <laughs> well, she's that's good. Yeah, she's See? learned to appreciate it. I no, think I, every home should have a grinder. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I didn't have one at the time myself. And like I said, it's a process. I really didn't understand or know what I was doing, but I met along the way so many nice people, so many people who understood immediately the connection and were willing to put it on the shelf at no expense to me, if mm -hmm. you follow. Like they weren't in it for the profit that they could make. They just wanted to help out. And it started at the first lady to say yes was Parkline Coffee on South Osborne. Yes. And it just went from there. And there's many venues I could name today that have either participated or are still participating. And I'm so grateful, so mm -hmm. grateful, because the results boggled my mind, I guess you would say, because pleased to announce, and maybe you already knew this, the treatment center is up and running. And on the honor wall, they've named the Baristas for Bruce Project as contributor of more than $10,000. That's amazing, Tom. Yeah, so yeah. we're working on our second 10,000. Let's put it that way. You're making a difference. And that's what I'm all about is making a difference. And sometimes it just takes that one person to that has that dream, that desire to make a difference for change, uh, to make things better. And that, yet that's what you're doing is you're trying to make things better for those who need it. And now it's a feeling of I can't quit because nope. it's got to keep going somehow. And yeah. People understand more, like I said, about what the process or the addiction situation actually is in our city. It's mm -hmm. it's here to stay. It's like COVID. It's like cancer. It's never taken a day off. And I think with some people, but there may be that perception that if someone has an addiction, that means that there's something bad. But it just means that they're having trouble coping with, with life. And sometimes it's something neurological, perhaps, or... I mean, no a one... variety of things. There's yeah. no, there's yeah. so many Bruce's is my point. You know, mm -hmm. when I started, I didn't know the Oak family at all. And talk about the causes and this and that. I had somebody tell me to my face that it was bad parenting. Oh, my Give goodness. me a break. That, you know, Bruce's, Bruce's brother is still alive, a very successful magician traveling yeah. the world. Yeah, Darcy, Darcy, same, yeah. Yeah, same parents. Mm -hmm. So the ignorance is hard to deal with some days. And I'm sure the Oaks have encountered a lot of it themselves. And the only yeah. thing I can say to anybody listening is try to imagine the courage that it takes to put the name of your dead son on the building and say, come on down. I want to help you. Yeah. It's well, pretty dramatic, really. It is. It's very courageous. And, and I want to say that for those that who are battling an addiction, who reach mm -hmm. out for help. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first step is admitting that you need help. Right. But having that courage to say, I can't do it alone. I need that help. And I think that's so amazing that there is that facility that is providing that help and that warm cup of coffee and that comfort exactly. for those exactly. who need it. I agree. And come to realize that whether we really are willing in our own lives to look at it or not, I'm talking to you on a cell phone. Am I addicted to it? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Some of us are. Some <laughs> of us are. And the stuff we put in the, in the coffee, you know, the sugar and whatnot. Are we addicted to sugar? Mm, for sure. Some of us are. Yep. So you can name a long list of things that we all take for granted in our own lives. But let's be honest, most of them aren't as 
stigmatized as drug addiction or alcohol yes. for that matter. And yet these alcohol and like caffeine is legal, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think what people don't seem to realize or, or maybe don't think about is that it's everyday people with you and I, you know, totally. anyone, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, life throws us curves all the time right. and, and how we mm -hmm. can deal with it. And and it's, again, I, I just want to emphasize that in addition to the Bruce Oak Recovery Center, there's all, all kinds of meetings. I want to share a little bit about my story because my mother was an alcoholic mm -hmm. and I used to go to Al-Anon. That's for mm -hmm. families who, right. who are living with alcoholics. And right. you get to know each other and you drink coffee <laughs> you and, and you share stories of what's going on with your life because mm -hmm. someone's story can inspire you or you can comfort them. And, and again, it's about connecting together mm -hmm. and sharing our experiences. I agree, but I'll tell you something that surprised me in all of this okay. is the number of people who do not drink coffee. And when I would offer the bag to them saying, can you help out? Can you support us? Oh, I don't drink coffee. Oh, really? As if you don't know anybody who does. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, like, um, because it became an, a reason not to help out. And I thought, oh. wow, that's not fun. But, you know, the fact is, that's their choice. They mm -hmm. choose not to drink coffee. And yep. I respect that. Yep. And perhaps they avoid it for, we don't even know why. It doesn't matter why. I thought that was, and, and if I were to suggest anything related to that, it appears to be a generational thing. The 30-somethings or younger tend to avoid it, including my own children. And you know what? And I would almost argue with that. It's the, it's the younger ones. It's 30-something mm -hmm. that are actually drinking more coffee. You know, you're probably right. I just, <laughs> I just found that the ones that said I don't drink it are not as old as myself. Let's just say. <laughs> and no one needs to know this, but I am officially retired. A project like this, is actually just, it helps me feel useful again, is yes. what I would tell you. If I was going to help anybody, why couldn't I help these guys? Mm -hmm. And I enjoy coffee, and I enjoy meeting the people that have helped me along the way. There's some fantastic people, yeah. and they deserve credit, and I would love to name a long list of all of them myself. <laughs> you don't have that much time, but there's no, more listening. <laughs> but the, what I would say is there's more listening to your blog right now, perhaps. And I would offer or invite anybody who knows a barista or is a barista or used to be a barista to log on to my Baristas for Bruce uh, Instagram and check it out. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. I'm not just flogging coffee. <laughs> I've, got, I've got honey for sale. Just <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that first in a second. But I want to go back to, to the coffee for a second. Now, mm -hmm. when you and I first met and, and were talking about the project that you were involved in and so on, you had mentioned that there's a local event management company called Boom Done Next. Right. And they had organized the grand opening at the uh, Bruce Oak Recovery Center. They've done all the fundraising there. They did. They are that's amazing. For every event 
public event that's ever been pulled off practically. And they are amazing. There's two ladies that I deal with there. Again, the pleasure of meeting them has been, they never say no to anything. Their energy, their commitment is, I'm in awe, totally yeah. in awe. That's wonderful. The, the proof is standing on Hamilton Avenue today and mm -hmm. it's a successful venue and will be for many years to come. Uh, they have a long waiting list of people that need the, the service. Mm -hmm. And the fellows that are in it now, and it's only for men, I should mention. And unfortunately, women, there needs to be more done for women addicts in the city as well. Yeah, and stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. That's uh, apparently a lot of talk about it right now. And if, if <laughs> well, folks have anything to do with it, it'll happen too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Now, I want to talk about baristas for a second, because mm -hmm. you had mentioned that there's a fundraising idea that I don't know if you came up with it or whether it's the 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 two ladies at Boom Done Next Barista Throwdown. Tell us about that. Oh my! Well, yeah, I'll take credit for that one. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting you mention it because uh, the only event like that that I was aware of until recently. But no, I went to an event one evening and. Again, because I was the delivery driver from the bakery, I was on the inside scoop. Like, well, we used a throwdown coming. Okay. So I went there that evening. You could not get near the place. They were all over the streets trying to get in because, let's be honest, most barista shops are not very large. No. And they have a limited amount of everything. And I thought about it afterwards. And I said, why doesn't somebody do this again soon? And to my knowledge, it probably has never happened, although apparently as long ago as six years ago, it's possible fourth on uh, McDermott Avenue did one. Oh, okay. So and, uh, so what go, what happens during a barista throwdown? Well, it's a competition. And if you Google it, you'll find on YouTube many, many videos of events held all over the world as a latte decorative competition. In other words, if you can make something in the foam that nobody else can make, there's prizes, there's bragging rights, there's... Mm -hmm fun to be had. It's I liken it to a social with no alcohol, just caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> My <And> kind of night. <laughs> you know what? It can be fun. So the energy that night was tremendous and Brees is involved. You know, they send their best, mm -hmm. so to speak, and they go head to head and they challenge each other. And it's just a fun time. So now that the facility is ready to go at the Bruce Oak uh, location, uh, mm -hmm. they have a full-size gymnasium. Okay. And a commercial kitchen for the food supply in that building. And my thought was, let's host a fundraiser called the Baristas for Bruce Throwdown and invite the world when COVID ends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in spite of that, you could still live stream it. You know, you could make it a, a Facebook event or you know, invite people from everywhere to participate and to contribute and, yeah. and see, see what this town has to offer. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. And invite to all the different, you know, cafes and, well, not exactly. just Winnipeg, but exactly. all over Manitoba. I mean, everybody, anybody can come in right? and then do the throwdown. So Boom Done Next folks have said unofficially, let's do it. We okay. haven't picked a date. We haven't picked participants. But again, as a shout out to all your listeners, if you're a barista or you know somebody who is and you think you can know enough to organize one of those events, I need your help, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And what I'll do is I'll put your Baristas for Bruce uh, Instagram on our show notes for the podcast so that people okay. will put it on social media as well and make sure that people know. So Excellent. getting back to your honey. Now, yeah. so you've got your Baristas for Bruce coffee. Yes. So how did the honey thing come about? Oh, do you have a minute? I sure do. 
Okay, here's the situation. Before I ever got involved with the Breezes for Bruce, I listened to an incredible man named Mark Winston who had written a book called Bee Time. He was being interviewed by the CBC. And during that interview, he mentioned an organization in Vancouver called Hive for Humanity. Okay. And they operate in downtown Vancouver. And originally, the idea was it was a mother-daughter and they one was a social worker and one was a barista. Mm-hmm. And what they realized is that the people at risk, those are the addicts of the world, need structure. And one of the ways that they get there is to learn how to focus. And there's nothing like a live beehive in front of you that gets your attention <laughs> and makes you focus. And at the same time, learn to control your fear. Okay. And once you've done those two things, you can actually straighten out and fly right. And they have taken many people off the street in Vancouver and taught them how to beekeep. That's amazing. And in in the process, offered treatment. And as a result, they are now, I think they've got 100 locations throughout the Lower Mainland, according to their website. And what they are doing is they've turned it into an employment opportunity as well, where the product then generates more funds for more beehives and also it teaches some of those folks, how to market, how to retail, how to work cooperative way, just like the bees. Mm-hmm. Every bee in the hive has a job to do. That's right. And that's the lesson of the bees. And they do it in the dark. That's the first thing I point out to people. Remember, they don't have lights on in there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know what to do and they get it done. And that's the joy of working with the bees. Now, in Vancouver, of course, they don't really have the same winter issues that we do. But my thought was at the time, why can't someone here offer something similar to all of the people at risk in our city? Because it just seemed obvious. But in fact, I sort of kind of am. I've learned to beekeep. But now that I'm in production, I use the money that I generate from the sale of that honey towards Bruce Oak. And I call it Bees for Bruce. Oh, I love that. So it works both ways. And you know, it's nice to have another product on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I like honey. <laughs> well, who doesn't like honey? You know, I like honey a- in my coffee. Well, it's funny you should ask that question because apparently the vegans of this world won't eat it because it's not vegan. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. okay. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> they're so, missing out, but that's all right. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, they that's true. They are missing out because I've tried it. You gave me a little sample jar and I love honey. So yeah, thank you for that. So I just want to reiterate that 100% of everything that you sell, coffee and honey, goes directly right. to the Bruce Oak Recovery right. Center. Right. And the cost of the coffee is minimal as far as I'm concerned. And therefore, it's just like a donation from me personally. Mm-hmm. And that's why I... I'm happy to do it. The honey, I buy pay for someone to cold pack the jars for me. And just recently, I had an incredible offer from a local restaurant. I'd love to name, but the deal hasn't closed yet. <laughs> okay. Who wants me to supply for their menu bulk honey. And I'm more than happy to do that if the money goes to Bruce Oak, period. Yeah. So I'm a non-profit beekeeper just saying that I want to help in every way I can. And if it happens that one day the Bruce organization says, Tom, you want to come in and talk to us about beekeeping? I'm quite happy to do that too. I think every way that we can, as a community, Mm -hmm. get involved. Like I mentioned that gymnasium. That gymnasium is open to the public. If you have an event or a bunch of buddies with a basketball and want to shoot hoops, you can phone them up and make a date and they'll let you in. How's that? 
That's good to know. Thank you for, yeah. for mentioning that. That's yeah. the way they function. They want the community involved. That's why it's important to be visible and be yeah. open. Well, and that's where we come full circle and talking about, again, connection. You know, it's, it's yeah. coming together as a community. And there's a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it takes a village to support those that need it. You know, when you think about the Indigenous people, right? Right. Whenever, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the situation is, they are supporting each other. And the right. Oak facility has a smudging room, and they have many counselors with that background as well. And that's all well and good because they recognize that it's out there. It's going to be, they've got a waiting list of 200 names right now. They only opened in May. I mean, 200 more people could go in tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the point. There's no end in sight. And goodness, it's here and operating. And as uh, Scott, the father, said that the grand opening, it's not the end. It's the beginning of saving lives. That's right. That's right. Now that it's open. Yeah. So before we finish off, Tom, can you maybe list some of the places that carry your Baristas for Bruce coffee? (laughs) Well, yes, I'm happy to. You mentioned Hildegard's is one of your go-to spots, and Mm -hmm. they have been behind it with me all along. I also happen to be their delivery driver, so there is a connection ongoing. Most recently, what really impressed me was uh, the folks at Denardi's. They've said yes to my honey. They've said yes to my coffee. St. Leon's Gardens and St. Patel is another good one. Quite a large variety of food fair in several locations has participated. And uh, I'm always looking for more, just to name several that come to mind right now. And uh, I've focused a lot on the St. James neighborhood, but I know there's more Mm -hmm. all across town. Even I'll mention Empty Cup. How about Empty Cup in Transcona? Oh, yes, yes. There we go. And they're planning to open up where a Starbucks recently closed. On Academy, that's right. So everybody that I talk to, I just ask, can you help me? And I get yes more than no. And if it lasts a month, it lasts a month. Like this has been the uh, Addiction Awareness Month, for example. So the Mighty Kiwi on Gordon has participated with me. Mm -hmm. And it's just wonderful. Really, really wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tom. I appreciate you sharing your information and your connection with the Bruce Oak Recovery Center. I can't quit now. No, no, no. We need your help more than ever. They need, (laughs) all of us need your help more than ever. Okay. I need your help too. Thanks very Uh, much. You're welcome. So until next time, think about how you can make a difference in someone's life, whether it's buying a bag of baristas for Bruce coffee at any location, food fair, St. Leon's, Hildegard's, Denardi's, buying a jar of that honey, which is absolutely delicious, mm-hmm. or perhaps volunteering to help or contacting the Bruce Oak Recovery Center to say, how can I help? How can I make a difference? Mm-hmm. And go out there and make a difference in someone's life. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults 
financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.